tomorrow, if I remember, I'm going to go online and look and see if they make pillows with people's faces on it. <laughs> and I'm going to get you a pillow of Al Pacino. That way you can sleep with it every night. I would do it. You can if hug you it. That, yeah. You can. I wouldn't even need misting anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Pulp Fiction, the top five podcast. This week in celebration of the best movies of 2015, as we inch closer to the Academy Awards, we're doing a lot of different lists, the best of 2015. And this week, we thought we would count down our top five favorite characters of 2015. I am Brandon Rabar, Rabar joined by, I don't know how to say my name. Joined by Jacob Chrysip and Rachel Jamison. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we're going to count down our favorite characters. Do you guys have I, – I, I don't think there's any disclaimers or, or – the, the only, yeah, the only thing I would have had would have been if it was fictional versus nonfictional. I think I did intentionally leave nonfictional characters out. Uh, but okay. I did leave him at least in my honorable mention so I could bring up like at least the, a nod to the actor for giving it a good go. Gotcha, right. gotcha. Okay. That's the only thing I think I did. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Our top five favorite characters of 2015. Jacob, let's jump in. You're number five. Uh, with that, my number five is uh, the character Lisa Faust, played by Rebecca Ferguson in Mission Impossible 5. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I was obviously, you know, I go through all my movies and I just pick out characters, characters, characters. That, I did I, the same thing, yeah. You know, whittle down, whittle down. But like, I knew when I was watching that movie that she was an actress I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. I was completely impressed by what she put on that show. Um, she is convincing. I, I, I thought she was excellent. I'm really kind of excited to see what movie she's doing, she's going to do going forward. And look, yeah, there's the attractive factor. That <laughs> I've been looking at that the whole well. time. Uh, I know. Brandon <laughs> was giving me the nod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was one of my favorite characters too, Jacob. <laughs> uh, but it's more so that like here's this actress who I don't know anything about that came on and pretty much just stole the movie, I think. I thought, I mean, you know, Tom Cruise is always going to be good in all these Mission Impossible movies, yeah. but I thought she was the best thing about this movie in particular. And uh, I loved her character. And I thought she yeah. was completely convincing as a – it's sort of like when you see Emily um, Blunt, Blunt play, all of a sudden playing all these these action yeah. roles. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, I didn't know she had the ability to do that. Well, this Rebecca Ferguson did, did the exact same thing here and completely sold it. And yeah. I just thought it was a good, strong female character. It was. No, I – no, and what was interesting about her character, I remember the point in the movie where she gave me a boner, and I, <laughs> 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 and I thought that, I mean, I was like, I was like, it's a really strong character. <laughs> no, <it was> such... <laughs> I, just, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> I think that's the correct response. No, I, thought, I just thought it was a really good character trait of hers. I really appreciate it. Okay. In-depth movie analysis. You have, you have anything to nothing add Nothing but to professionals it? here. No, I've got nothing to add to that. That's a that's a good way to wrap you up that character. You can decide whether to leave that in or not. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rachel, number, she was a good character, though. Good choice. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel, your number five favorite movie character in 2015. My number five, actually, weirdly. Let me just say that there were not... a. 
Unlike most years, there were not a lot of characters that I just fell in love with. There were some good characters and there were strong characters, but nobody that I was like, man, this is going to be one of my favorite characters of all time. I mean, good characters and strong performances, strong acting, but no like, whoa, like Darth Vader or something right, like that. Right, right. Yeah, I don't think there were any that are going to stand the necessarily test of time right. like as far as like becoming iconic characters right. like if you go through the history of, of movies it seems like every year there's a few characters whether it be the Daniel Plainviews the, the Anton Sugars the uh, yeah that are that that you know as you're watching like oh this is an right. this will become an icon I, I personally didn't find uh, any I can come up with a couple I think but I know what you're saying well and also I think that has a lot to do with the fact that some of my favorite movies were ensemble cast and so because of that, there yeah. wasn't a lead character that really stood out. Right. But anyway, um, I'm giving my number five to uh, Amy and Trainwreck. Really? Which is kind of Amy Schumer, yeah. so it's a yeah. little bit cheating, but she wasn't playing no, Amy that's Schumer. No, that's a really good choice. Um, Again, yeah, she was basically playing Amy Schumer, but I really liked it. And, and unlike what I see from her stand-up comedy or from her show, uh, this character had more heart. That it did. She did. I related to her in a lot of ways, a lot of funny ways, and so yeah, she was. That's one of my good, and I feel like that was year. probably the true Amy Schumer, you know, because I feel like when she's doing her stand-up writer, she's probably that's a persona, her, yeah, yeah, it's a persona, and I feel like this was almost semi-autobiographical. Biographical, <laughs> yes, it was semi-biographical, <laughs> but I think that you know it was. She she wrote the thing, and I think that it was... A chance not, to show a different side of right. her as well. And I also want to add in that I thought Bill Hader's character was really good. Uh, yeah. I yeah. liked him a lot in this. Yeah, he, he, he was really sweet and smart and funny. So, uh, off the record, do you want to maybe go grab some dinner? Um, actually, Aaron, I think you're so great. and uh, But I'm a writer. I'm your writer. You're my subject. And uh, from now on, we, we need to just keep it professional. Okay. You know? Yeah. Okay. I think we really like each other and we should start dating. N- no, I'm, I'm saying... I'm confused. I, am I not communicating this right? Like, I, I... No, I hear you. I'm just saying I disagree. Do you like me? Yeah. Yeah, see, I really like you. So we should be a couple. <laughs> no. No. I, I have plenty... Plans. What are your plans? Dentist. Is that true? No. You know, I actually, in my honorable mentions, I actually have two characters from Trainwreck as well, but it weirdly was neither one of those, although those are both really good choices. LeBron James and John Cena? Yes! I had LeBron James <laughs> and John Cena. They, they uh, were both very good in that about, as well. Uh, John Cena. John Cena was, was hilarious. Yeah. He was so funny. Like the sensitive big guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Who was so heartbroken by her being the tramp. It yes. Was, <laughs> He was really, really funny. And LeBron, as much as I don't like the dude, was he was pretty, really funny in pretty that funny movie. in it. He was. Uh, my number five, we've all had interesting choices as number fives. An action movie, uh, a comedy, and mine's a teen comedy that I mentioned last week. Uh, the Duff. This is I, only number five for you? I thought for sure this was going to be number one. And I had to do this because this is my only cheat. I'm doing a couple. I'm doing both Bianca and Wesley because they played off of each other so well. And I think that they were both so strong. 
This sounds. I know this is ridiculous. This is two weeks in a row. I'm bringing up the death. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of like, am I really, should I really be this excited to watch this movie? Don't be I, no, that no, no, excited. I'm it. No, okay. please don't. Please watch it, but don't go in with like great expectations. Okay. Or it'll be ruined. Um, but it's just a cute, fun. <laughs> it is. It's it's Mean Girls or Easy A, but not quite as good. But really cute and kind of adorable and funny. Um, Bianca, played by May Whitman. Played by May Whitman. And uh, Wesley, played by Robbie Ar- uh, Amell, uh, I guess that's how you pronounce it. They're both really charming, both really funny, both really likable. And he plays like the typical jock. Uh, she plays the designated ugly fat friend. And uh, but they have a relationship, a friendship, because they've grown up with each other their whole lives. And I just think that they're kind of adorable and cute and funny together. And I laughed a lot and. I thought they were really sweet and believable. I'm tired of being the approachable one. I want to be the dateable one. You asking me for dating advice today of all days? Are you kidding me? Look, I have a crush on this boy. His name's Toby Tucker. Maybe you've heard of him. Well, I can't seem to talk to him without making a total ass of myself, okay? And you never seem to have this problem. Don't you hate me? I'm glad you asked. Yes, I do. But only because you're an idiot. Can we just, can we just cool off for a second? Here's my offer. I will make sure you pass science if you help me with this. I mean, you got the easy part. You can pass science in your sleep. I have to reverse duff you. Are you wearing pajamas? So you'll do it? Yeah. Yes. On one condition. You gotta ask me in monster voice. Wesley, monster voice? Yeah. From when we were little? Mm-hmm. No. I don't, I don't remember it. Sure. Yes, I don't, I couldn't okay. even, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I know I said it last week, but I like Mae Whitman. I think she's a fun little actress. She is, and she and she is really. Uh, there's funny really in no this. role I've never liked her in. And I really think you'll like the deaf then. If cool. if you already like her, I think you'll like like her a lot. I like. I don't care much for Perks of a Wallflower, but I thought she was one of the best characters in that movie. Yeah. So, she's one of the most charming actresses, and I loved I her in Scott in Scott Pilgrim. Yes, <laughs> yeah, she was awesome, in Scott Pilgrim. All right, Jacob, your number four favorite character of 2015. Uh, this is a, a tricky one because technically he doesn't have any lines, but he does. It's BB-8 in Star Wars. Dude, that's, that's a, a good great character. choice. Yeah. I, that's an honorable <laughs> mention for me, actually. Now, it was, I don't know, somewhat voiced or has, I'm not even sure how the right way to describe this is, by Bill Hader and Ben Schwartz, but voiced isn't John the right Ralphio. word. Did they <laughs> model his mannerisms or his responses, how they would talk or whatever? Yeah, John Raphael. You know, is that, I guess that's pretty much how they modeled. Well, Rachel, Rachel looked it up once, right? Like, I just looked up that they voiced it. I have well, no idea what, what I, that means. Well, maybe, right. maybe somebody Did they else just beep, beep, boop? Yeah, I think they yeah. just, yeah. <laughs> was it just like, hey, how would you sound if you, someone gave you a thumbs up? Hey, you know, yeah. I mean, if that's, yeah, is I that how know. they did it? Fine. But anyway, I thought BB-8 was the... One of the top two characters of the, of the new movie, top three characters of the new movie. So um, I guess we know what uh, three more. <laughs> well, I <laughs> mean, going to be. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like I, I did like Ray and, and Kylo Ren as well, but BB-8 was my fair, oh, okay, you know, favorite. Okay. There's no really repeats in, in oh, okay. my list. Spoiler or no spoiler, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, uh, but for them to bring back a character who I thought had more personality than any character in the prequels. And, and it's a freaking robot, you know, that just says something of the heart they put into this film. 
And I mean, one of my favorite moments of that whole movie is when John Boyega is trying to get him to tell Ray about where the base is, and he gives him the thumbs up, and BB-8 yeah. shoots out the, like the little. The that little, always gets a really good response oh, in the theater every man. time. I just thought, I laughed so hard the first time. That and, really was. Awesome. You know, I'll never get that yeah. laugh back again because I know what's coming. But I thought it was a great, just a clever way to to use this. I don't know, Android. Yeah. <laughs> Not that, to mention, BB-8 is an actual robot. It's an actual Paul yeah. deal with magnets and. That is so cool, no, the design really, really of him. Cool. Yeah. But, I mean, look, it's not this amazing acting performance. It's just a very clever character, and he's definitely one of my favorite. It's what Jar Jar Binks should have been. Cute, but really, really funny. And, and actually, secondary. Yeah, secondary, yeah. but but you look. I look forward every time BB-8 was on the screen. BB-8 has great presence. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that just sounds it does really? sound, it sounds like this robot. Really he's got a great screen presence. I know, I know it's weird, but I mean that's it's true. It's, everybody, it's weird. everybody I've talked to loves BB-8 yeah. across the board. My brother, who's a huge Star Wars fan, he came out talking about BB-8. Also, yeah, it's yeah, just... he wants to like get one of the little toys. Yeah. I, I priced it. They're like 150 bucks, and I was like, ah, I just can't yeah. pull the trigger on it. And I'm 35 years old. I thought like maybe I can give it to my brother-in-law to play with in front of the kids because they're going to break it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to buy them a hundred fifty dollar present because they're going to break it. Right. So, yeah, not happening. Yeah, <laughs> just look at it. <laughs> Rachel, your number four favorite character of 2015. This piggybacks well because mine is Ray. Cool. Oh, awesome. Nice. Um, call me whatever. I don't generally like strong female characters because most of the time, like Furiosa, I just don't buy that they're doing what they're doing. I just don't. Uh, I thought they did a really good job at making Ray believable and vulnerable and strong, and I bought it all. I think yeah. she's a fantastic character, um, and uh, apparently that's really easy to mess up in my mind, but I thought they did great with her, and I'm really excited to see what they do with her moving forward. And a very good find as far as casting goes. Yeah. yeah. She's, she, I think her career is probably set going forward. She's <laughs> yeah. very... And this isn't common for women, I don't think, but like a word that I would commonly use for a woman, but she's really charming. There's, yeah, I There's thought, something that's really endearing about her. Well, a lot of it was her reactions to things throughout yeah. the movie, and it, whether it was sweet or innocent or naive or and the more intense moments, so aggressive, I guess. Like when I said naive, it's like think of her sitting there eating food in the desert at the very beginning of it, just trying to get by, you know, and then it kind of moves into like the, oh, this is for real when she's talking to Han Solo for the first time and you can see the curiosity. Like her, her facial reactions are great throughout the entire movie. Yeah. And then she kind of, you know, is developing into this more and more stronger, you know, stronger character. I, I thought uh, Daisy Ridley was a she did great. She, just, she did great in that movie. Yeah, the character was written really well and performed really well, and it had to. It's you know, as they start this new trilogy, she's the most important character. You know, you have you have all the side characters. I mean, the, the Han Solo who's there for one movie. Luke's awesome obviously going to play a part later. Right. But I mean, she's back. the new she, Luke. She is. Yeah. And so, so she had to be a strong character. And she really was. I mean, I, she was an honorable mention for me. She's as well. kind and funny and smart and strong. And she pulls it off flawlessly. She I does. thought they did really well. Yeah. Great choice. Ray was a really, really good character. Uh, my number four favorite character of 2015 is from a movie that we, we mentioned last week in our top 10 of 2015. Um, for the movie The Visit from M. Night Shyamalan, <laughs> uh, I really, really like this character. His name is Tyler. Um, 
played by Ed Oxenbald. Um, he's probably a, I'm guessing like a 13 year old kid. Uh, he's 14 now, probably 13 when this was filmed. Great comedic timing. This is a little boy, right? Yeah, yeah. a little boy. I mean, seriously, this movie. I, I'm gonna harp on it again. Really creepy, really funny. Best Shyamalan movie in in a decade. And this kid is the, is is easily the best character. He's just really naturally funny. 13 years old, he could be really he's a kid like he's a white boy that's super into rap music and super into like uh <laughs> he could if it, I think if it was played by a different actor or written a little bit differently, he could be a really annoying little douche, but he's a really really funny kid. And he's smart, and he kind of handles. He's kind of the our point of view. Like he is handles, it due to the acting, or is it due to the the character? It's 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 the character. I mean, the acting is great. the 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 kid actor is great, but but I'm still going to give it to the character because it's written so well. Um, he comes off as a smart, likable, funny kid who has all the reactions. That we would have in this situation. Agreed. Whereas a lot of horror movies are like, oh, you're an idiot. Or, oh, you're making the wrong choice. Or something happens and you feel like the reaction is is false. Like, too scared, not scared enough or whatever. This kid I felt like was kind of pitch perfect the whole time. And um, how he handled every situation. I agree. And if the only other thing you might know him from is he was Alexander in Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day, which I did see because I loved that book when I was a kid. I didn't even realize that. Good call. But he he's – that performance was really great. He was my favorite part of that whole movie. Yeah. Really funny. Yeah. Go go yeah. see that movie and you'll you'll enjoy this kid. He was funny. And he's got uh, – there's a, there's a post-credit scene. That he shines in. That's really, really good that you got to watch. I forgot all about that, but yes, yeah. agreed. Uh, let me just say this. I guess he eventually start- I'll watch it. Yeah, here, here, let me say this, see if this hooks you. Uh, uh, he, he decides he wants to stop cussing. Instead of cussing, he starts using uh, pop stars' names instead <laughs> of cuss words. Like he starts yelling like Shakira and stuff like that, which sounds stupid, but it's really, it's, really funny. And especially the times that he uses it, because normally when you cuss, it's like some sort of jump scare. Yeah. It, it really worked with that movie. It sounds it kind did. of ridiculous, but it worked yeah. with the movie really well. Jacob, your number three favorite character of 2015. I'm not sure who is who in this. I'm going to start by saying wolf skulls, boar tusks, eagle skulls from Bone Tomahawk. I don't know who nice. is who, but... The cannibals. The cannibals, basically, in Bone Tomahawk. (laughs) Nice. That's a great choice. Because of, we say off air, on air, just the images that are ingrained into my brain for the rest of my life, probably, because of what I saw in Bone Tomahawk. Um, And I don't know, without going into too much, uh, you know, detail, there's really not a whole lot to say about these guys. There's not a lot of depth to them. They are... I don't know native native cannibals. They are, yeah. I mean, I mean they're yeah. Native American cannibals, <laughs> but go. they're. I mean, the 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 Indian in the beginning of the movie disowns them and says like they're basically their own 
They're not like us, basically right. saying they're their own savage. Yeah, and obviously, like these aren't real, you know, characters that were. I don't believe once upon a time. No, and yeah. it's not like offensive <laughs> to like Native Americans yeah. or anything like that. But I, if we haven't talked about Bone Tomahawk enough on here. Now that everyone has officially seen it, I even had a buddy who watched it, and he was like, "Oh my gosh!" I mean, I it's this Western horror starring you know Kurt Russell. It's it's a fun watch, and I tell you what, you will not forget these guys once you see it. And it's hard to say that they're my favorite, but it's I cannot not think about these guys. I was going to say, they'll be one of my most memorable characters. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, that's probably a better way to put it, most memorable, as far as my favorite. But I, they're so worth bringing up because they were so intimidating, scary, nasty, gross, everything. It They were good. The that image will forever be burned in my head. Yep. We talked about <laughs> that, that was really freaking disturbing. Uh, that's a great choice. I actually had um, Chicory played by uh, Richard Jenkins. Yeah, he's good in it. Uh, as an honorable mention on my list because I liked his character so much. He was really, really and that's funny because kind of the heart of the movie. He was the heart of the movie. Yeah, I have Sheriff Hunt, who is Kurt Russell, <laughs> on my honorable mention. That's awesome. awesome. So we all had different characters. That's cool. Check yeah. out Bone Tomahawk if you can talk, if you can stomach that sort of stuff. And Matthew Fox played a really good character. Yeah, oh, I mean, really, it's a good the whole movie yeah. all around. Yeah. We keep saying it. it's 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 made well, it's yeah. acted well, it's uh, got some crazy elements in yeah. it. It's, and it's, it's a movie that it's sits a fun with, watch. Yeah, it is, and it sits with me really well. Like when I think about it, I like it a lot. It's kind of gone up my rankings. I really the, can't believe I just happened to turn it on and watch this movie, yeah. and, and for it to turn into what it's turned into. Heck, I was on iTunes. Uh, the other day, just going through movies, and it's already back up on the top ten meter. That's again. awesome. Whereas when I watched it two months ago, and it was up there, <laughs> that's got to be what it is. We're kind of a big deal. Um, but yeah, it was up there when it first got released, and then it just fell off the map. And people yeah. are talking about it more and more I think and more. So too. And this is something that just went straight to demand. It never was in the theaters. And it, I think it's going to be kind of a. Uh, might end up being kind of a cult movie, like a cult, a, like movie. A cult cl- Well, it's one of those movies after you see, like, you want to tell your friends, like, dude, you had to watch this movie. It's freaking sick crap. It's crazy. Yeah, you and, watch and it. most of them are going to be like, nah, you know, like say like how I'm responding to the visit or something like that. Yeah. and it's like, just trust me. Once you see yeah. it, you'll it's, be like, oh my god. Yeah, it's a slow burn, but the payoff is yeah. totally worth it. Yeah. It is for sure. Rachel, your number three favorite character of 2015. My number three is Rocky Balboa. Good choice. He was an honorable mention for me, and I, I was really bummed he didn't. I didn't really know if he counted because yeah, he counts. That's actually why I didn't even write him down. Well, but because here's, he's been around before, right? But here's my justification for that. This was a different Rocky. Yeah, like we're not watching Rocky Balboa. Are from you the like 80s. feeble and sick, Rocky? I do like people and sick uh, Rocky. He's really, really like s- if this was like Rocky three, I'd be like, well, that's cheap. We've seen Rocky, but this was a completely different character, really. It was, which is why I could justify putting on it. And if you don't want to, if qualify you haven't seen Creed, he's not feeble and sick. He's really strong. And now nah, I'm well, trying to is, not spoil he's anything. Aging. He's, he's aging. aging. There you go. So it's not the same <laughs> boxing Rocky Balboa that we're used to. Everything I got is moved on. And I'm here, but you know what? It's okay. Because I said to myself, if I break, if I'm hurt, whatever, I ain't gonna fix it. Why bother? And I'm just some bum that's living in your crib, just, just nothing. You're a good kid and a good fighter, but you got your whole future ahead of you, mine. Back there, like all them guys on that wall, in the back, in the past. Uh, but 
I, Rocky's a fantastic character, and he's still good, even though he's aging and he's not the champ that we're used to. He's kind of, you know, doing his own thing and running a restaurant. And uh, it, well, and it was cool to so see weird. him in the, a restaurant. In the, in the, in the <laughs> mentor role and kind of being like the Burgess Meredith um, for you know Michael B. Jordan, the Creed character. Yes, yeah, which cool. we said this in the original podcast when we reviewed it that he is the exact same age as Regal. What's his name? Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith was when they did the which first Rocky movie. Crazy because that dude seemed like an old old man, like <laughs> yeah, like an old old and like Sylvester Stallone still looks like he could. I Whoop mean, up! Yeah. He's still jacked. Yeah, yeah. He is. <laughs> but anyways, of course I love Rocky. Rocky's fantastic. And really, if Rocky didn't count, I would give it to Creed. I did. I didn't want to include them both because I'm only including one character from each movie, which I uh, guess is my stipulation. Is it Adonis? To this list. Is that his name? Adonis. Adonis. <laughs> um, he would have taken Rocky's spot because I liked them both. He was a great. Ton. So. Yeah. My number three favorite character was, okay, here's where you can call me Homer. I don't care. Whatever. I'm ready for it. Uh, I didn't know it. <laughs> uh, Danny Collins from Danny Collins, played by Al Pacino. Homer! <laughs> uh, and I understand, but I wouldn't have picked an Al Pacino character from like the past 10 years, probably. But this is different, I swear to you. Danny Collins is a good character. He really is. And everybody I've seen, and everybody has the same reaction. When I tell people, because <laughs> they know that I'm in love with Al Pacino. So when I tell people, they're like, okay, dude, whatever. And then I finally convince them to watch it. And they're like, oh my gosh, I love that movie. He was awesome in that movie. Like, because he's so, he's so <laughs> funny and likable and charming and kind of, arrogant but not and it's a pretty complex character really it is for being so Danny Collins, for being is Danny a, Collins. Is a, an older musician who explain to me what Danny, who Danny Collins is again for so if no one's ever heard our other podcast yeah before. because it's gone under the radar I was so glad they got a Golden Globe nomination because it kind of justifies my love for <laughs> this performance in this movie because I mean it was recognized um, Danny Collins basically plays if only it hadn't won a Golden Globe what would you have to fall back on <laughs> my belief system uh. which is still strong no um, he plays basically it would be best described as like a Neil Diamond Billy Joel type character who he's later on in life he's been making all this pop music forever and then he gets a letter um, from John Lennon but he finds it this letter was written to him from John Lennon like 40 years ago when he was first starting out and he was actually doing like real music, like singer-songwriter, like, you know, pouring his heart and soul into music. And he kind of sold out and became this big pop star and ignored like making good music. And so getting this letter from John Lennon changed his kind of viewpoint. He wanted to go back to making good music and he wanted to – it was kind of a redemption, shot at redemption for him. It like, made him look at his life differently. So he like – Broke up with his so like, we're hoping like Taylor Swift sees this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he breaks up with like his twenty-five-year-old super hot girlfriend. He tries to go redeem his relationship with his long-lost son, who he's never had a relationship with. Played by Bobby Cannavale, who's great in it. Um, his wife is Jennifer Garner. Uh, uh, Annette Bening runs a hotel that he stays at. They have great chemistry. Anyways. But Al Pacino just oozes – seriously, I'm not joking. He oozes just charm, uh, funniness, wit, likability, uh, and it's really heartwarming too. Oh, that's it. I definitely can't handle it. 
<laughs> Look who it is. I see. <laughs> Hi. He wants to stay indefinitely, and I could give him the honeymoon suite. He but... doesn't want the honeymoon suite. It's not my honeymoon, and I'm not very sweet. Any, any room suit me fine. And what college do you go to, young lady? Ha. Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 so you're staying indefinitely here? Well, I'm a huge fan of this hill. Are you married, Mary? Oh, I'm sorry. I am currently betrothed. No. Good. Dinner. You're asking me to dinner? Yes, I think so. Jamie, I asked you to dinner, didn't I? Yep. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Proof. I'm sorry, are you on drugs? Currently or in general? No, currently. No. Dinner? No, I'm going to have to decline. You're not a fan? Currently or in general? In general. No. Tomorrow, if I remember, I'm going to go online and look and see if they make pillows with people's faces on it. <laughs> And I'm going to get you a pillow of Al Pacino. That way you can sleep with it every night. I would do it. You can if hug you it. That, yeah. You can. I wouldn't even need misting anymore. Uh, I will use it. Just sleep on it. Just sleep. Just sleep. You know, that's, that's it. At least he's not a robot. Yeah. <laughs> PB8 got more character in his little fire thumb than Tom Collins or whatever his name Tom is. Collins. He's, he's actually a drink. <laughs> Jacob, your number two favorite character in 2015. My number two, I'm curious about this one for you all, but like if, if it'll come back up. Is Ava from um, Ex Machina? Ex Machina. And there are two, I mean, really, all three of the actors in it are great. Yeah. Um, you know, Oscar Isaacs would be the, another one I'm curious might come up, but whatever. But Alicia Vikander, which I think this is her best role of the year, as opposed to the recognition she got for the Danish girl. Um, I thought she was excellent in this movie. I've said this kind of throughout a lot of our other podcasts, which how she uh, controlled her body because of her, her ballet experience. His experiences. <laughs> um, <laughs> still just screwing that up every time I talk about her, what she's been schooled in. Anyway, but but what she was able to do with that character and kind of control her voice, control her physical acting, and and the buildup of the and now this is more on the story, but the buildup of the suspense of that character and what she was able to do or manipulate. Was she manipulating? You know, you there's so many psychological feelings that you have towards this character, and and Vikander, she just nails it in so many ways. What will happen to me if I fail your test, Eva? Will it be bad? I, I don't know. Do you think I might be switched off because I don't function as well as I'm supposed to, Eva? I don't know the answer to your question. It's not up to me. Why is it up to anyone? Do you have people to test you or might switch you off? No, I don't. Well, why do I? Uh, I just, I thought she was great. I've, I've, I have fallen in love with this actress. No, but I mean, on a serious note, I think I'm really excited to see what she's going to do from here. Because, good Lord, she's given us a lot of really good movies this year. And it's almost like, yeah. hey, don't, don't do it all at once. We want to see what else you've got in you. Because... She's got three really good movies this year out of, yeah. out of the four she's done. It just come out of nowhere. She's, oh, she's a great actress. She's beautiful. She's talented. And I did love her character. Really, you could have chosen any of the three characters from that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Both her and Nathan were honorable mentions on my list. 
Ava is a fascinating character. She she just is because you're kind of going on the same journey as uh, Dom Hall Gleason is. I can't remember his character name, but I mean, you're you're feeling the same things like, do I trust her? It's it was a really complex role, and I think it went on the, under the radar because I don't think a lot of actresses could have pulled off a character like that, right? Who completely seemed AI and real at the same time. Yeah, I mean, she she glided really. Yeah. That's how controlled she was yeah. of her of her body. I mean, it was. It was Really kind of cool. Yep. I, I thought just, she was fascinating. I'd just like to point out that's now two robots in your top four. I'm <laughs> telling you, there's a lot. Uh, there's, that's why I like sci-fi or fantasy so much. Hey, that may not be the last one. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's a really, really good choice. Uh, she almost made my list, as did Nathan. Uh, Rachel? I'm curious, what's your number two? Nathan. I was, I, was, <laughs> I was just wondering, because you hadn't listed an ex Machina character, so I figured either um, one of the two would be making Ava yeah. or Nathan would make your list. Yeah, of course I would go with Nathan, and he yeah, would awesome. go with Ava. Uh, yeah. And I'll go with Don Hongley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the character of Nathan was so interesting to me, because you really couldn't figure him out. Like, he was egotistical, he was a health nut, and yet he was drunk all of the time. Um was he a good guy? Was he a bad guy? When was he lying? When was he telling the truth? What was really like, you know, you get locked in your room. You're like, oh, this guy's kind of shady. And then he explains, you figure out why that was so important. Um, there were just so many things that I thought this character, he, he managed to be creepy and egotistical, but yet charming at the same time. There was a lot of different sides to this character, and I thought Oscar Isaac did great. Definitely douchebaggy, but at the yeah. same time, very intelligent. You right. Know? Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot, a lot to that character for sure. Really, really smart, but seemed like just a regular dude at the same yeah. time. Did you program her to flirt with me? If I did, would that be cheating? Wouldn't it? Caleb, what's your type? Of girl? No, of salad dressing. Yeah, of girl. What's your type of girl? You know what? Don't even answer that. Let's say it's black chicks. Okay, that's your thing. For the sake of argument, that's your thing. Okay. Why is that your thing? Because you did a detailed analysis of all racial types and you cross-referenced that analysis with a points-based system? No. You're just attracted to black chicks. A consequence of accumulated external stimuli that you probably didn't even register as they registered with you. Did you program her to like me or not? I programmed her to be heterosexual. Just like you were programmed to be heterosexual. Nobody programmed me to be straight. You decided to be straight? Please, of course you were programmed by nature or nurture or both. And to be honest, Caleb, you're starting to annoy me now because this is your insecurity talking. This is not your intellect. What else can we say? <laughs> well, and another thing, he provided, the movie's pretty heavy and sci-fi and really intelligent. And he provided all the humor. Like yeah, All the, the comic yeah, relief true. was all him. Like, because every scene with Dom Hall Gleason and, and uh, Ava was very serious, very mysterious, very like you know, Dom Hall Gleason. He he acts as the the naive for the audience, so right. we can learn as we go. Ava's Ava, and then yeah, you're right. He's he's the smart, intelligent. I'm going to explain to you, but I'm also going to make you laugh along the way. Yeah, he gave it a lot of personality. Really, he did. He gave if it weren't for Oscar Isaacs and that that movie, I'm not sure how much personality it would have. Yeah, exactly. as great as Vikander was, yes. she was still monotone throughout it. And I mean, I 
I like Dom Hall Gleason so far, but he just can't carry a movie yet. Right? No, he can't right. carry a movie, and his his character, while you rooted for him, was pretty boring and bland. Yeah. I mean, all the personality and flavor from the movie <laughs> came from Oscar Isaac. And, and think if he would have brought to this movie that he brought to like Star Wars, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it would have been brutal. Yeah, he was the worst part of Star Wars. He was. Anyway, <laughs> that's your number one character, isn't it? His no, he's Batman. not a robot. <laughs> uh, great choice, uh, both of you. My number two is Jared Vanette from The Big Short, played by Ryan Gosling. That's my honorable mention. It was actually in my top five. And I was like, ah, since it's a real person, I'm going to back it back out. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. But and, he was out there. Yeah, and, Great and it might be different if, if it was a real person like an Abraham Lincoln, like where we all know this. But I didn't know this, so to me... You know Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> no, no, wow. I'm saying <laughs> uh, I didn't know anything about Jerry Vanette before. So yeah. he was, to me, he's a fictional character, even though he's a real character, as far as I know, like this is the first time seeing him. Anyways, he um, he was so... Fu- Listen, if you listen at all to Paul Flicks, you know a lot of my favorite characters are funny jackasses. And that's what Jared Vanette was. He was really, really funny. He was a huge jackass. He was really pompous, really kind of arrogant, and wanted what he wanted and was going to do what he was going to do to get it. But he was really, really funny. He's Ryan, basically Brandon. Brandon just described himself. <laughs> Ryan Gosling nailed that role. He did. Sure, he was great in it. He was, and again, really intelligent character. It kind of stinks that he's gone under the radar in all these awards, you know, Ensemble. award season. Because yeah, ensemble, and I still think. Well, that Christian Bell was the showy role in it, you know, because he had the eye thing and he was quirky and was kind of. So I, I feel like he was kind of screwed. And then you got Steve Carell who's playing against type. So I yeah. think Ryan Gosling is kind of like yeah. just kind of flown under the radar. And you know, that's probably not the first time to play that kind of a character. You probably could have done it in the. Oh, what's the one with also? He's also in Steve Carell, the the comedy with uh, Emma Stone. Oh, uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah, you know he yeah. kind of yeah. plays that. He can play that character pretty yeah. well yeah. sometimes. So yeah. and maybe it wasn't one, that much of a challenge for him, but we still really enjoyed this it. This one though, it. like it stripped away like any heart, and he was pretty much just ruthless. And yeah, pretty much. Would you want to hang out with liked. him? Like as much as you like him, would you want to hang out with him? I think I'd want to be like kind of a periphery friend. Like I wouldn't like necessarily want to be like buddy buddy with them uh-huh. and hang out with them, but like if. He's he was like your buddy. You and we're all hanging out like in a group uh, of five or six. I'm like that dude's hilarious. We can fly to New York right now. And a douche. See, I don't want to find get him. On. <laughs> yeah, he was he was so funny though. Like I, you know, and he narrated the movie, and he was so condescending. I loved how condescending and like to he was to all the other characters. It's fun to belittle people. That's what you're saying. <laughs> it, is. it really was. Yeah. So I loved him. Uh, Jacob, your number one favorite character in all of 2015. It is a robot. <laughs> it is. That is hilarious. Three of the top four. It I'm is. just saying because you made fun of me for Al Pacino. <laughs> no, no. It is the Vision played by Paul Bettany in The Avengers. And here's what's crazy about this. You have a character that's been written for the last 40 years. Yeah. And so who doesn't know you know who, anything about comics and uh you know, is it really fair that he's my number one? But at the same time, what they decided to do with this character, I thought was ingenious, and it's not in any of the comics. You know, the the voice, and I'm going to spoil some stuff here, but I'm sorry, the Avengers made over a billion dollars. Most people yeah. have seen it by now. If you haven't. Um, but, so I'm not going to spoil too much, but by them putting Jarvis's voice to the vision, I thought was ingenious, and how they introduced that character in the movie is amazing. It stole the show. It 
was I thought it was just awesome how they did it, and it was the best part of the whole movie. And I thought one of the coolest characters of the entire year for sure. I, I thought, even though it's a kind of a minor role, what he brings to that whole ensemble is more of a philosophical standpoint. Uh, it's more, uh, it's kind of a cool new element to have, and something that the Avengers really kind of needed going forward. You know, I'll be curious to see what they do with him, and of course he. Now it kind of brings a little bit of that Infinity Gauntlet series as well. So again, we're dealing with stories that's been around for 40 years, 30 years now in comic books. But like how they treated the vision was so cool, so ingenious using Jarvis's voice. And, and yeah, bring Paul and Bettany you know, more into this, this series of movies because he's been around since uh, 2008 you know, in Iron Man. I mean, it's so cool. But a thing isn't beautiful because it lasts. It's a privilege to be among them. You're unbearably naive. Well, I was born yesterday. Um, I love the vision. I love the look with him. Look of him. How they kind of decided to steal Thor's look. Mm. I mean, so a lot of this is writing, but of course that's what makes a great character. But how they decided to steal Thor's look to give him that cape. It's like, how are they going to pull this off? And I mean, Joss Whedon just nails, I mean, just just nails it with this character. I, I loved it. I, I, I'm really excited to see his character in the movies to come. It's interesting because I think that was a really confusing character for a lot of people. I remember after I saw it, um, a lot of people had no idea what had just happened with that character. With the whole, I mean, really, I think. Well, a lot and I of think people, well, that we discussed that. Where the, the story, the movie itself, fails. Because, I think so. Um, I had to do I some research myself. I knew what was going on because I know a lot about. Well, I I know a lot about the you know not a lot, but I know enough about the Marvel universe, right? You know who he is and what he generally you know is about. But yes, for the standard viewer, Brandon. Um, I could totally see how that's confusing and there are some serious issues with the Avengers the uh, uh, Age of Ultron that is and dealing with you know starting with those Infinity Stones already they're already botching that up yeah I think that's what you're getting at right yeah it is is, I think I think it's a really really cool character like I love the character but I think that because of the way they told the story and less some kind of vital information out as far as explanation goes it was a confusing character it was almost how many times have you seen the movie now i've only seen it twice okay because that you do catch more of it the second time through you really realize what they're trying to use that metal for right but it's still you're right it takes a second viewing to catch a lot of that right i mean you just think they're trying to do like another captain america shield or yes or ultron himself wants to use that metal to make a stronger body and then when the vision's introduced and you have that whole you know the mending of human flesh or whatever that doctor's trying to you know the asian doctor what she's trying to accomplish you know and mixing that in with that that steel that virilium i think it's what they call it um, it's a little tricky. It's it's just a bit I don't, I don't, a bit too much. It's just vague, and so then all of a sudden you have this character who can you know teleport through walls, and it's like wait what? But still, how they treat the hammer and his look and tying in Jarvis's name to it, I loved it, and um, I I, I thought the vision was awesome. Good choice. I I forgot how much you loved the vision. I remember now after we <laughs> talked about it, but that was a surprise number one for me. Good yep, choice. Me too. Cool. 
Rachel, your number one favorite movie character of 2015. This should not be a surprise to anybody, but it's Joy from Inside Out. Another of my honorable mentions that was a strong, strong consideration. <laughs> I, thought, I was thinking Jennifer Lawrence. I was like, <laughs> really? That is a surprise. <laughs> um, no, I thought Amy Poehler was the perfect choice to play Joy. Um, she, she can just pull off being joy joyful her voice is very joyful and chipper and cheery i don't know i i don't know what else there is that she's playing an emotion how can you not like joy and she yeah, yeah. i mean like really just describe him like she is joy she, to she me like, it's just amy Poller playing amy Poller. i mean that's okay so one of my honorable mentions is uh paul rudd and ant-man but really it's not ant-man that's great it's paul rudd being paul rudd you know what I mean? And this is Amy Poehler being Amy Poehler. I mean, she's just a happy, but with, but with great, but with great lines, like with great storytelling. Yes, like with yeah. I mean, she can be, but Amy Poehler herself isn't just a constantly happy person forever. I she mean, is in everything I see her, and she just well, makes she's me also smile. acting in everything that you're <laughs> seeing her. No, in. I think she's always happy. There's no down <laughs> down moments in her life. I've read her book. I disagree. Oh, okay. Um, but no, I thought I thought she was a great choice, and I don't know how how you beat Joy. I mean, it's freaking Joy, people. So basically, <laughs> your number ones are wrong. Joy wins. First day of school, very very exciting. I was up late last night figuring out a new plan. Here it is, fear. Run. I need a list of all the possible negative outcomes on the first day at a new school. Way ahead of you there. Does anyone know how to spell meteor? Disgust. Make sure Riley stands out today, but also blends in. When I'm through, Riley will look so good, the other kids will look at their own outfits and barf. Joy. Yes, Joy? You'll be in charge of the console, keeping Riley happy all day long. And may I add, I love your dress. It's adorable. Oh, this old thing? Thank you so much. I love the way it twirls. Train of thought, right on schedule. Anger. Unload the daydreams. I ordered extra in case things get slow in class. Might come in handy if this new school is full of boring, useless classes, which it probably will be. Oh, sadness. I have a super important job just for you. Really? Mm-hmm. Follow me. What are you doing? And there. Perfect. This is the circle of sadness. Your job is to make sure that all the sadness stays inside of it. Joy was a, was a strong consideration for me. Because, I mean, just... It's joy. It's I don't joy. know what else to say yeah. other than it's it's great. It's joy. That's that's my whole summary of the character. Uh, my number one favorite movie character of 2015. This may be a surprise to you guys. Um, seems a little random, but from the movie Room, the little boy, old Nick. I'm just kidding. Not old Nick. <laughs> it was like the <laughs> your face. Your face. Yeah, it's, it's the little boy, Jack. Ooh, okay. Jack, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all, I'm all about what old Nick's all about. No, uh, seriously. Wow, we were. No, but in all seriousness, uh, Jack, the little boy from Room. Um, <laughs> sorry. We should record these after midnight. I get a little get a little crazy uh but no really jack and room strip away the performance the performance was was just fantastic anyways uh played by um if we Tremblay. were Jake performances i would strongly consider that little boy up there yeah because um, i thought about putting him in this list as well as an honorable mention but ultimately i didn't go ahead I'm, i well, i get it i totally get it i love the character because i mean it's just kind of pure innocence and yep. it's a complete transformative character i mean he starts off his whole world has changed. All he knows is a room and his mom and the things in that room. 
Do you remember how... Do you remember how Alice wasn't always in Wonderland? She fell down, 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 deep in a hole. Right, well, I wasn't always in room. I'm like Alice. I was a little girl named Joy. Nah. And, and I lived in a house with my mom and my dad. You would call them grandma and grandpa. What house? A house. It was in the world. And there was a backyard, and we had a hammock. We would swing in the hammock, and we would eat ice cream. A TV house? No, Jack, a real house, not TV. Are you even listening to me? When I was a little older, when I was 17, I was walking home from Where school. Where was I? You were still up in heaven. But there was a guy, he pretended that his dog was what sick. guy? Old Nick. We call him Old Nick. I don't know what his real name is. But he pretended his dog was sick. What's the dog's name? Jack, there wasn't a dog. He was trying to trick me, okay? There wasn't a dog. Old Nick stole me. I want a different story. No, this is the story that you get. He's so innocent and sweet and, um, you know, his world is rocked. He he basically opens up to a whole new world and he narrates the movie. And the movie is shown through his eyes and his sweetness, his innocence kind of always shines through. And I loved how much he loved his mom. And he was almost a stronger – they were strong for each other. And, I mean, that's covered in the movie. It's kind of a, a running theme of the movie how they're strong for each other. Um, but I loved – I mean he really did kind of basically save his mom a couple of times. She meant the world to him. But then he grew. He was he was such kind of a timid, scared character in the second half of the movie when it begins. I was just about to say that. You know, We haven't really talked too much about Room. We didn't get a chance to actually review the movie. But you're right. He was so like outgoing and just free child, free spirited child in Room. Yes. And then he kind of brings he goes it, into a shell. Goes into a shell, you know, in the second half, and it's, we don't see that. Usually, it's the opposite yes. effect. And so that was kind it of is. a cool little twist. What we're used to. But then he transforms from there as well. So it's almost like he plays like like it's this whole growth. It's like he's one character, and then he becomes something completely different, and then he grows from there. And I really love what he becomes um, because he gets that fun, you know, sweet, outgoing spirit again, but in a much more mature and wise way for a five or six or seven year old or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, I love this character. So uh, he's he was nine. Good. Nine? Was he nine? I thought so. Five. In the movie, though. Oh, okay. Is he nine now? Okay. Really? I thought so. Really? Let's look it up. Yes. You might just cut that out. I may be really stupid. That was really stupid. He's nine now. I really? imagine. I was going to say at when the golden in this movie. He was probably like seven when they filmed it. Probably. I bet. Oh. I was going to say at the Golden Globes. I'm pretty sure he said he was nine. Or at the it's, Sag it's, Awards it's weird or something. With kids, because you know they film and it takes a year to edit. Blah blah right. blah. Um, you know, so a couple years difference. Like, whoa, this kid's growing up. I mean, for a kid, two years grow, and he probably played somebody a year or two younger than him because the whole deal was like when I was four I was this but now that I'm five I'm this right yeah or was it, that's what it was yeah mm, okay so there you go um, that is my number one character cool. of 2015 uh, let's get to some honorable mentions some ones that didn't quite make the list uh, most of the ones my, this, was this the first list we've ever had where we had no crossover no we've had it before oh we have okay yeah um. <laughs> so yours was joy. And I almost put sadness in my top five. She was so sad, though. But she was so funny. I mean, like <laughs> she was funny. You, had, you had like the annoying happy person the entire movie, and then it's nice to bring in this 
thrown this element of just pessimism and down there and oh poor me like I, I thought I thought uh, Phyllis Smith really nailed sadness I mean we said this before too those two being casted were perfect for yeah, each role they are yeah and I just thought sadness was great she made me laugh quite a bit whereas I like Joy but she annoyed me <laughs> uh, well, this other, sounds like something I would say. It does. <laughs> um, other honorable mentions: I had Jared Vanette as well, which we uh, mentioned. Um, there's actually, there's quite a bit that didn't get brought up yet. Uh, I'm pretty sure Sheriff Chris Mannix will get brought up on Brandon's list. Yes, played by Walter Goggins. I also had Daisy Domergue, Jennifer Jason Lee. Both of those yeah. were in uh, Hateful Eight. To be honest, we have not talked much about Jennifer Jason Lee in this role. I just thought in kind of how we just discussed about uh, boy, or not boy, um, room. room, which is that her character started out as, you know, quiet. Well, I'll say somewhat quiet and reserved, but in the second half, it yeah. really, we you know, once things kind of hit the fan, her, you really kind of see the, the darkness, the evilness in her character, mm-hmm. which is a lot of the reason why she's up for a supporting actress. Yeah. Uh, Walter Goggins, as always, I've, been a huge fan of this guy uh, ever since watching Justified. He's a fun actor. He is. And uh, he just makes me laugh, and he's he was great throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Cindy, who's played by Katana Kiki Rodriguez from the movie Tangerine. And I know you all haven't seen this yet. Um, I do want to see that. I've heard so many good things about she it. She is a handful of a diva. And she, you know, this movie's not for everybody, definitely. It's a small little indie film that's filmed in L.A., all shot actually on three different iPhones with, like, special camera settings. Uh, But it's got a lot of buzz from a lot of the critics this year. Um, You might watch the trailer or read the synopsis before you watch it. But if you do, uh, it's, 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 it's funny in spots for sure. And she's a handful of a character and was really good, really kind of a breakout role. Uh, I have Kurt played by Jason Schwartzman in uh, the um, the 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 overnight. Sorry, that's awesome. He <laughs> uh, was, I thought you know I thought Schwartzman was hilarious. He that was. is a really good he choice. For as awkward as he was, he was great. I mean, because Jason Schwartzman is pretty much always fun. But I hadn't seen him in a while, and it was good to see him kind of come back and play a Jason Schwartzman type role. You that's know, it's a good choice. Um, yep, uh, I. Uh, here's another robot, but Chappie, played by Charlotte so Co- uh, Copley, didn't care much for the movie, but Chappie was a fun character. Yeah, interesting how they could take the approach of a child for a robot and try and teach him how to grow and learn. It was kind of a cool spin. Neil Blom, did you hear they pulled Neil Blomkamp from Alien, did they the really? new Alien movie? I was kind of excited at the same time, kind of nervous because he did so good with District Nine, and. His movies have just gradually gone downhill, even though he has amazing technical skills for sci-fi mm-hmm. movies. Um, I was a little disappointed to hear that at the same time. I don't really know. Um, I have Peter. I have Eddie, played by Peter Dinklage, in The Pixels. As much as I hated that yes. movie, Peter Dinklage was great in it. Yes. Um, I'm so happy. Something <laughs> from Pixels made your list. That's uh, stupid. But I, just thought the podcast I think it's just because right I like Peter there. Dinklage so much. <laughs> that's a great choice. And, uh, that, that's, I also wrote down Ant-Man by Paul Rudd, but I think it's more so because I like Paul Rudd. Yeah. Not Fair that enough. Ant-Man was a great character. Yeah. No, I'm with you totally there. Paul Rudd's just great in everything because yeah. he's Paul Rudd. He's Paul Rudd. Everything. Rachel, some of your honorable mentions. Um, I did have Tyler from The Visit. Uh, Dennis Noah from 99 Homes, which is played by Andrew Garfield, which is Jacob's favorite actor. <laughs> um, he, uh, he's just a really likable guy. Was he dreamy? Plus. Was you just like looking at him? 
<laughs> I mean, you guys were already talking about a boner, so I feel like I didn't I, say I, that. I was gonna say, in, in, in Jacob's defense, I'm the only one who talked about boner. Right, I've just talked about it twice, so it may be misleading. You may have thought one of them was him, but no. Um, like I mentioned, Sheriff Hunt and Bone Tomahawk. I also had James B. Donovan, Tom Hanks, and Bridge of Spies. Not, not a lot of transition. Not a super complex character, but a really likable guy. Good guy. Yeah, just a real good guy. Um, and then uh, I had Earl from Me, Earl and the Dying Girl. I also have me uh, oh, Earl from Me. And I totally Earl missed on that one. I, I have him as well. He was my last honorable mention. He that movie was hit and miss, but he was awesome. He was great in that movie. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. I, I remember we talked about that too. And we even said and we I was all distracted by uh, the main character in that movie. Whenever I was kind of going me? through my list. Yeah, who are the me is. But <laughs> Earl is the actor. I don't have it in front of me. He was great in that movie. He was. He was. We all, that was the standout for all of us in that movie. Yep. Uh, mine, uh, I'll, I'll get to the ones we've already said. Nathan from Ex Machina was almost my number five. I love Joy from Inside Out as well. I mentioned John Cena and LeBron James and Trainwreck. And definitely the sheriff in Hateful Eight. Love uh, Walton Goggins in that. He was great. Also mentioned uh, Richard Jenkins earlier as Chicory and uh, Bone Tomahawk. Um, those are all the ones. Oh, and Earl for me and Earl the Dying Girl. Some ones that haven't been mentioned. Um, I really liked Charlie Brown in the Peanuts movie. And again, it's <laughs> it's a... Whatever you guys say, no, Charlie Brown. He's so sweet. Uh, <laughs> honestly, if we're going to do favorite scenes, that scene where he got his sisters back at the talent show, uh, it was really touching to me. Say what you want to say. <laughs> if we were to do favorite scenes, it would be a consideration for me. <laughs> what a dork. Uh, you guys are jerks. <laughs> <laughs> the same guy that was talking about boners just listed Charlie Brown. I can Brown have a heart and list. a boner. And, un- the and the Uncle Nick joke, right? <laughs> <laughs> old, old Nick joke. That was funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, David Gold uh, in Guidance. Uh, it was a movie. Uh, he was, was a, a good character. It, he plays this flamboyant. Um, we talked about it on the show once. Um, it's a completely under the radar indie comedy, but he's a really funny counselor who gives terrible advice to high school students. Oh, he's no, a played out actor about. who's posing as a counselor and gives terrible advice but he's really funny I almost wrote that down that's yeah. a good choice um, another kind of under the radar one I really I can't even remember his character name and I should have looked it up terrible movie the night before that um, um, Seth Rogen Joseph Gordon-Levitt Christmas movie oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but Michael Shannon's character in it he plays a, a kind of a minor role but he's pretty hilarious Michael uh, Shannon yeah it's Michael Shannon he's so you. good at being Michael Shannon he is and then my last one this is an actor I don't like. Whenever one of his movies come out, I just get angry that they're being made. But I loved him. Probably the biggest surprise in 2015, 2015 was either LeBron James being really likable in Trainwreck or Jason Statham in Spy. He played Rick Ford. Oh, he Gosh, was. Dang it. That's he a was great really one. funny. Thank you. That's Thank awesome. You. He was. Hilarious for, for an actor, I was so jacked about for Lockstock, Two Smoking yeah, Barrels, and Snatch. Yeah, I he loved him in those. And, and then, then he did his career is action. done when it's done. He did like twenty crank movies. He was and, awesome in Spy. Yeah, he was so funny in Spy. Is he, are you back on the bandwagon? Because I, I want to see him. new comedy. If you yes. would do comedy slash action instead of just straight up action, 
I don't want to see him do straight up action. It sucks. All those movies are terrible. But he's actually a really funny, charming guy. So if he would play more to that, I would follow him and and be a fan of his. And so this was a step in the right direction. He was hilarious and spot. He was. That's a good choice. Real Thank quick, you. I'm just curious. Did either of you think about Tom Hardy and The Revenant? I, you know, Revenant was one of my top three favorite movies, right. but I didn't consider either character. I, I mean, I couldn't really do Leo because he just he wasn't yeah. as really you know interesting or yeah. like you know Tom Hardy actually brought something to he did. that he did. character, and yeah, he was a good villain maybe, but inevitably I was like, yeah, he just wasn't a favorite. No, it wasn't. But a I recognized one. that he was, you know fun or something like that well and remember that was my only hang up with the revenant i was fine with the storyline being simple but my only thing was like i just wanted a stronger connection to the characters because i gave it a nine he wanted charlie brown it would have been my oh charlie brown would have been in the revenant it would have been a 10 (laughs) 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 but seriously though if if they would have given me a character to really get into in the revenant uh, that could have been a t- it would have been my only ten for the year, but as it was, I had to leave it as nine. The bear, yeah, <laughs> the bear, or his Native American friend was pretty, or the uh, the kid, the kid actually gave me some uh, some, some feels, some, yeah, some feels. So <laughs> the kid gave boner? you some feels. You guys gonna say a boner? <laughs> Cut that out. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Just call me old Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> and that is our top five characters of 2015. Be sure to listen to next week because on our regular podcast, we're going to review Deadpool. And on our top five list, we'll have something fun. Top five scenes, top five. Or we can do Academy Awards. Well, is this the tw- we should have one more before the Academy Yeah, we'll have one more. So we're, we'll be doing Deadpool and, yeah, it'll be like performances or scenes. We need to do scenes. scenes. Let's do scenes. Let's make a pact right now to all do scenes. All right. Put it all in the middle. I already know right. one that's going to be in all Go five. All, all, all three of ours. The since Peanuts, there's five of us. The Peanuts movie? Yeah, the, the Peanuts the, movie. The talent show? Yeah. Yes. For sure. That is Pulp Fiction. Thank you so much for listening.